Whether it's cats in business attire, UFC, animals being geniuses, or camp half-blood, there's a sub for that. Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your other host, Willie. We're a show all about Reddit, covering all the ups and down votes in about 30 minutes. If you like the show, you can find more of us on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Or in a leaked Supreme Court memo. Nope, nope, too soon. Oh, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Been a week. I, I don't even want I don't even I don't wanna what what don't what do I want you wanna tell me what you don't want what you really don't want do you, Scott right. do you want to be my lover do you want to play the, the the same word game the mind reading What's the game? same word game the mind reading game is a, a TikTok thing that was doing doing the rounds and it's basically you think of a word in your head just think of any <gasps> Ooh, word yeah 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 yep all right and uh, you got a word um yes all right. Now, I think for the first round, it can just be any word, and we got to try to come to any a word. consensus. Yep. Correct. So, on the count of three, one, two, three. Halo. Disappointed. Okay. Okay. And so now it's we try one to word, make, right? Yep. We each have to get the same word. Like, I, I have a phrase, but okay, okay. I, I, it just has to be a word, not a phrase. It's the word. I know. I'm ready. Okay, you said disappointed. I said one two three studio destiny what did what did you say i said studio okay you gotta be there you already have to be there yep three Three, two two one one bungee bungee yeah (laughs) we're not doing anything else this week (laughs) nothing nothing happened thanks for that was the show all right have you seen any reviews trailers have you gone mm-hmm. to i've seen many uh stranger things and the multiverse of madness have you what have you heard so far oh oh about that specific one no 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 i haven't uh i haven't seen that one yet any trailers yeah i watch all the trailers i'm not worried okay, about those so, spoilers so beforehand before seeing this film what's your excitement level on a scale of one to ten mm, half mast five yeah yeah I would I would say like it's probably going to be good and I expect it to be good but I'm not expecting it to blow me out of the water because Marvel's got to build they got to build up to maybe not a big bad like Kevin said you know an end of this series season whatever they call these chapters yeah phases yeah I'm assuming this so far if there isn't a big bad and the other one was the infinity saga this one has it's probably a multiverse saga, considering that every movie has kind of played on that aspect. I went into this film about half mast, right in between mm-hmm. six to midnight, mm-hmm. right in the center there. Three o'clock. <laughs> and of the group that I went and saw it with, I'm the only one that of all the Marvel films, I put it as third worst. Wow. A little too incoherent. I would rather go see Thor 2 than watch this movie again. Would you rather watch Morbius five times in a row? That's not a part of this universe. No, I'd <laughs> I'd much rather lay in Amber Heard's dump on her bed. <laughs> and I don't have a thing for that, so it's not a compliment. Just 
This is not a suggestion, partner of Willie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here, if I could give you a summary without revealing anything about the film, it's directed by Sam Raimi, right? Yeah. So there's two rocks on screen doing literally nothing. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. An amazing film. Anyway, Sam Raimi is known for making Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3. And then he's made some scary films. Mm -hmm. Drag Me to Hell? Very mm -hmm. spooky. This film is like if Sam Raimi was given the prompt, do what you do best. You've made superhero movies before. Do that. And then he goes, can I make it scary? And they go, Disney Channel original movie scary? <laughs> So it's a mix. It's like one platter. This guy's walking in with a film script where it's written like a horror film. And then another person's walking in who the only thing that they have on their IMDb profile is that they made the movie Fun House back in 1999. And they slipped and they fell. And then the scripts got jarbled. And then they pulled it up and they go, this is fine, right? And Kevin goes, we're making enough of these. I don't really care. <laughs> so it's a placeholder movie. Yeah, but the bottom, I think the bottom of all of the MCU films is or like maybe a Eternals. Transition movie? Yeah, a transition movie, sure. Like you're introducing a new character, you're resolving certain other characters, and you're pushing the Doctor Strange plotline forward. I, there was plenty of like wow moments where you're like, oh my god, oh my god. But the resolution of the film and some of the visuals lost me. Well, speaking of getting lost, imagine, Willie, you are in Los Angeles County. Would it be easy to find your way around? Let's say you didn't have your phone, you didn't have any maps. Do you think you could find, a, find you know, somebody, just anybody, to give you directions? I... I would assume, I mean, there's millions of people that live in L.A. County. I'm right? glad you brought that up because this week in Cool Guides, it is a picture of the United States. And I'm just going to do a quick count for you here. All but seven of the states, including Hawaii and Alaska, have smaller populations than Los Angeles County. You might not even be counting that correct because I think you're counting California in that list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So California... The state of California has a smaller population than the, the county of Los Angeles. The other states, if you're wondering, if you're listening to this show and you're like, six other states, what is it? Texas and Florida, of course. You gotta think Chicago, Illinois. Uh, then Ohio? Yeah, the president Why of Ohio? state. They got Cincinnati. Why Ohio? They got Cleveland. <sighs> Some other ones mixed in there. And? Canton, Akron. Ohio seems super odd to me, to be fair. Is that by Niagara Falls? Where's, doesn't matter. Then you have, not <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> Pennsylvania and New York. The, that's it. And Pennsylvania, I guess I could see that. But that to me is even still challenging. I'm surprised about New York, honestly. Well, because they're all in New York, New York. They're on that little, that little Fokker down at the bottom. <laughs> so somebody posted like I'm surprised New Jersey wasn't you know one of the the states as well but it, as it turns out New Jersey's population is only 9 million. Los Angeles County has 10 million people. Have you visited a state that's had over 10 million occupants? I've never been to Florida. I was in Los Angeles County a couple of years back to go see a soccer game. Football 
for all uh, my friends across the pond. Speaking of across the pond, I want you to take a guess here. How much is the population of London? Let's see here. When we were there, I counted on my fingers and my toes all the people we saw. That makes sense. He was very busy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess 12. LA County still wins. <laughs> oh, wow. As of, <laughs> as of 2019, the official population was 8.9 million. They're estimating right now it's just over 9 million. Still, still less. Now, we live in the great state of Minnesota, and our entire state's population is about 7-ish. 5.6 million. Not even close. Anyway. Not even close. (laughs) (laughs) Our research department is not well-funded these days. (laughs) Uh, But from tip to tail, the entire state has five. Half of the entire county. And that just blows my mind. There's so many people that are packed in that small little area. It's fascinating to me that you can pack that many people in there. And the cost of living can still be so high. (laughs) It's interesting to me, though, that... Florida has so many people. Do you think that that has to do with, hmm, I wonder, Orlando just having Disney? Yeah. The unregulated property of Disney that, you know, follows their own laws. Uh, You also have Miami. It's just nice weather down there all the time. And old people. Are they counting counting all the deaths? What do you mean? Like, there's got to be a lot of dead bodies that are unaccounted for. I saw Dexter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I suppose, like... If they're still registered to vote, yeah. What I will tell you, though, in my opinion, is other than beautiful weather, which you can get at many other states, Florida, to me, is one of those places that seems really famous, seems really exciting, but you could probably skip the visit. But, Scott, this week in the subreddit Ask Reddit, I have another top five for you. What famous place is not worth visiting? All right. Are we talking United States, Earth, galaxy? Like, give me a range. I want you to think probably more specific than you are right now. Okay. I just have to guess. One place that's so overrated in the top five, according to Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say Madame Tussaud's House of Wax. Madame Tussaud? Ergo. Okay. Uh, Your number five pick, Lands End UK, heralded as the fourth most disappointing attraction in the UK. Great sweatshirts, though. In third grade, a meteor crashed in the backyard of a kid's house in my neighborhood. He talked about it every day at school and said people weren't allowed to see because NASA was collecting samples. A few days later, he said we could go see it, but we had to pay $5. Me and a few of my friends paid him. Went over to his house later that day. When we got to the backyard, we saw a three-foot-deep hole that was clearly dug by a shovel. We called him out on it, and he said something like, that's where it landed, and the scientists dug around it with shovels to take samples. Worst $5 I've ever spent. No refunds. Surprised you didn't guess that one. (laughs) I have no chance. (laughs) (laughs) This location showed up twice in the top five, so I compressed it a little bit here. But this is Plymouth Rock. I don't know how famous it it is outside of New England, but it's a rock that marks where the Pilgrims supposedly landed in Massachusetts. It's quite literally just a medium-sized rock with 
the number 1620 carved in it, but every elementary school teacher around Massachusetts at least hypes it up for a class field trip to see a literal rock that is not big, impressive, or really historically relevant at all. Come on, kids. Let's go visit the birth of American genocide. And it's going strong in 2020. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it. No. Don't do it. Don't. This one might surprise you. Me, an Egyptian. Ah, shit. Here we go again. I, uh, I, I mean, are they talking about themselves? Because, yeah, that's prob- they're probably way overrated. <laughs> and your number one spot. Scott, do you still think you made it in the top five? Well, after a uh, self-dug meteor hole, random Egyptian citizen, yeah, I, I think I got it locked in. I think I got a shot. Well, Scott, you might be surprised because this one was guessable, but not by you. The uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Ooh, I was it's close. a sidewalk. I was close. I know. And outside of maybe big events where they may clean the ones around where the photo is about to be taken, it's otherwise just covered in dirt from people's shoes, and some are barely even legible because they haven't been cleaned in ages. Yeah, I have visited Los Angeles a couple times now. I remember walking around and just shopping, doing my thing, and looking down, and I was like, oh, there's stars on the, on the like all over the place. Lo and behold, not a lot of fanfare. People just going about their business. Nobody gave two shits about the ground. It's covered in gum and what rhymes with gum. gum. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I took one picture and I was like, oh, cool. I guess this is what fame is. Welcome to the land of fame excess. Well, speaking of fame, there's a new person who is going to be uh, either infamous or famous real soon because of the new job they just got. This week in uplifting news, Karine Jean-Pierre, an out lesbian, has been named the next White House press secretary. Jean-Pierre will be the first LBGTQ person and the first black person to hold the office i saw this and i was excited to have that job is so challenging you get so much criticism from every single news outlet there for for valid reasons in a lot of ways we need to be able to hold the whatever the administration is we need to be able to hold them accountable but when i saw her get elected i saw how excited she was i i'm excited to see where this goes yeah it's it's not a job where i would envy anyone i don't care what side of the aisle you're on that person is going into a literal meat grinder right now and until we as a commonality in the united states decide to figure out our shit and just be nice and kind decent human beings to each other i don't think you could pay me enough money just kidding you could totally pay me enough money but i wouldn't want to take that job for anything less than like a billion dollars just kidding i'll take it for like a hundred thousand i'll do it how much do you so jen saki is the current press secretary if you're unfamiliar and i think she does a fantastic job it's been fun watching her over the what the last two years mm-hmm. yeah is that how far it's we quite are? the change of pace considering what the previous administration put up but everybody chooses their person to represent the administration do you want to take a guess i'll let you do prices right rules so you got to be under but maybe within five thousand how much do you think she made i'm gonna go with one hundred and twenty-five thousand. this post from the daily mail says jen saki tops the most expensive white house payroll in history 
She is one of the 22 Biden staffers getting $180,000 a year in a list of 567 staffers that cost taxpayers $50 million. Wow. Like I said, I would do it for less. Jonah Hill over here, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be part of the team. Put me in, coach. Ready to play. (laughs) In fact, fact, uh, Willie... yeah, I yeah, would like yeah. I would like mm-hmm. to do an exercise. Can you pretend to be the press, and I will pretend that I just got this job. Uh, it's going to be a couple days before Jean Pierre can take over. Jen's got to you know go on vacation, so I'm just the interim warming up. So yes, uh, so I get to ask the the yeah I'm questions that the news outlets. I'm going to be yeah. So I'm going to be the I'm going to be the press secretary, and uh, I'm going to call on you as members of the press. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for showing up today. Thank you for coming. Uh, obviously, we've had a really busy week, and we're here to answer all your questions. Willie Matson, Newsmax. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Try again. Start again. Start okay. over. Okay. Sorry. Give me a different name. Sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everyone. It's been a really busy week. Uh, the administration wants to answer as many questions as you can. And uh, William J. Matson, Fox News. No? Okay. Uh, hold Still on. Hang on. MIA, does it not? Yeah. Will, does, Will know, Matt's America First Gazette. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I, it's, it's the real. least egregious it's, that you've given me real. so far. Uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Garola, is it? Yeah, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. How is your administration going to work to codify abortion rights for all women in the United States? That's a really good question, and uh, we're working on it, and I'm going to leave that to the next press secretary because uh, I just remembered I don't want this job. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of money, Scott, this week in Today I Learned, in 2011, a 29-year-old Australian bartender found an ATM glitch that allowed him to withdraw way beyond his balance in a bender that lasted four and a half months he managed to spend how much of the bank's money one million dollars 1.6 million dollars in four and a half months four and a half the top comment to this is i used to work at on atms back in the late 80s there was one trick we knew of that was fixed pretty damn quick once the bank found out a customer puts their card in and asks for, say, $100. The machine spits out 10 $10 notes and holds them in the dispenser. If they're not taken within 15 seconds, the machine pulls the notes back into the hopper and cancels the transaction. Because of the way the sensors work, you had 15 seconds to carefully pull $80 from the middle of the stack, leaving the two outer notes in place. If it worked, you got $80 and the transaction was canceled. Brilliant. Do you fault this man for figuring out a way to listen? I think it's just like video games where, you know, the boss, whenever you go into a zone, usually the boss has 10, 15, 100 times as many hit points as you. So you're coming in at a disadvantage. But maybe, just maybe, like an Elden Ring, you could stand on a rock and shoot an arrow through this small little hole in a rock and kill the boss from a mile away. <laughs> And it won't do anything. It just doesn't get triggered because you're doing it very carefully. And then suddenly the boss dies and you have a lot more hit points. I remember when you and I were playing Destiny 1 and there was that one 
the cheese spot. cabal there's that one cabal boss that was so hard to beat that we would jump up into the ceiling and we would hide <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the Bungie never kicked us out for that no. <laughs> They just patched it, like the person with this ATM eventually did. In reality, stealing is bad, and stealing is wrong when it comes to taking money from the banks. They would never take your money and, you know, steal from Prove you. It. No, they would never Facts. do that. They would never reorganize transactions on your account so that they get the most in late fees. They would never ask if you wanted overdraft protection and then not tell you that it was something you applied for and could get turned down for, but fail to mention that and still take the money from your overdraft fees. They would so definitely never try to overturn a don't ruling stop in a it. court system. Because no. <laughs> they would. They definitely would. <laughs> I think we I think we might no, before we get don't. I think stop. I think Scott. Let's do our upvotes and downvotes already. This week, my upvote. Oh man, am I excited about it. Did you see the trailer for Avatar? I sure the did, Way Willie. of Water. Yep. And it looks exactly like the last Avatar. Wow, you're that unexcited, huh? Oh man, you had your shot, James Cameron, and you blew it. I don't care. Yeah, he definitely blew it with like all of the top films of all time. He blew it like all of the characters in Avatar. I don't care about this franchise anymore. It's going to have to come out with record-breaking box office. I th- honestly think, here's my take, it's going to flop. It's going to be worse than Multiverse of Madness. They're set up for four more films. They're not going to get They're past this They're already in production. They're not going to get past this one. It's going to go. I think, I think you're totally wrong. I think Netflix is going to buy it, honestly. It looks awful. Scott, this is a Disney franchise. It doesn't matter. Do you- the entire Avatar series was purchased by Disney. The Good Dinosaur they've thought is it a out. Disney they've movie. Built, they've built theme parks around this, and they're planning on building more theme parks. It's going to be the, I think- the first empty theme park. It's going to suck so bad. Listen, I don't mean to step all over this previous history that we have when it comes to, you know, Something that's that that people liked a long time ago enough to say like this is the way. I really think this is the way it should be. But here we are now in the future, and I just think there's going to be a lot of other people saying like I don't want it to be like this anymore. We should not have Avatar. We should just let it go. We should let the states decide, Willie. <laughs> my my downvote of the week is Scott Garola. <laughs> He's a fuck. What? what, How are you so invested in this? Why? Because the first Avatar was one of my favorite films. Like, it was such an incredible film. And I didn't go see it right when it came out. I waited because everybody was like, oh my God, this film is so good. And then I went and saw it. And the CG in the time for its time, it wasn't an incredible story. It was a good story. But the way it pushed the industry forward in cg for me was enough for me to say wow this is an amazing film well i hope you enjoy it i hope you and the 12 other people that go see it i i'm gonna say it right now when this film comes out it will be the top grossing film of that year all right why don't we put our mouths where our money is mine's in my back pocket you want to put my mouth on my butt 
Yes. And I want Fine, you to I'll video it. it. I want you to video it. <laughs> I'm one of those really flexible dudes <laughs> missing a couple of uh, rib, all right. ribs. Box office, record-breaking, opening weekend, yes or no? Yes. $100. Stand behind it? Standing. All right. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen but. of the jury, I, on the other hand, believe it's going to take an Amber Heard in the bedroom and say- <laughs> An Amber Turd? <laughs> Amber Turd. Uh, it was too easy how'd you miss it well my upvote of the week is from news and it is austin austin massachusetts no austin texas becomes the first city to experiment with guaranteed income except there is one caveat in the language if you take this guaranteed income did you read the story i hadn't i have not okay the one caveat is that you cannot spend it to see Avatar The Way of Water. Because <laughs> it would be a waste of the money. Interesting. My second upvote for the week got removed. What? It got removed in between. It, it has 109,000 upvotes. This is something that to me should not be removed so in the show notes i will link to the youtube video that calls this out there's a youtuber by the name of mark rober he puts out a video once a month and he famously did the video of the glitter bomb the package on the porch that people go pick up and they open it and explodes for the last three years he's been working with a team of people to track down all of the scammer businesses not just the individuals but the business and organizations running the scams and do a series of fairly inconsequential attacks on their building so like having a box open up with a bunch of roaches or having a smoke bomb go off things that aren't going to injure anybody but really freak them out right yeah okay all right but my favorite part of this video is that one of his hacker friends re-engineered one of their hacks into their CCTV and are watching them. They have full access to their camera system, watching these people on their call. So this woman calls and while on the call says, my name is Caroline to which he goes, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. What is it? Priya and says her first, her real first name, Priya Priya. Yeah. I can't read. And she freaks out. And if this is your moment as a reminder to go call a loved one who is susceptible to those types of risks, here is your yearly reminder to go give them a call, just like you would give Amber Heard an anal checkup. See if she's all right up there. You wouldn't be the first. (laughs) Uh, Well, my final upvote of the week is Aaron Judge, New York Yankee, great hitter. Just hit this incredible home run while playing against the Toronto Blue Jays. He hit it into like the third deck in the outfield, left field, and it was picked up. It wasn't caught, but it was picked up by a Toronto Blue Jays fan who like, you know, put his hands up in the air and cheered triumphantly. And then he turned around and saw a family of Yankee fans, including this maybe like eight or nine year old kid with an Aaron Judge t-shirt and a Yankee cap, and he immediately just hands him the ball. 
And the kid is so overwhelmed that he starts crying and gets like goes in front of his dad and immediately starts hugging the guy. And it's all caught on video, which we'll put in the show notes. But it's just it's like one of those heartfelt moments where even though he's a Blue Jays fan and he could have like thrown it back, he gave it to this kid. And like that's what that's what baseball should be about. I think that was such a fun, cool moment and it showed like pure joy and i'm not a huge sports fan but i do think there's value in that camaraderie and that teamwork and that joy and that sense of accomplishment and and this is one of those reasons that i think it validates sports having a place you know it doesn't have a place what did you just say sports having a place yeah there's plenty of people who think that sports are irrelevant and that they shouldn't exist name them name one I disagree respectfully. Do you know do you notice that how you were able to see somebody else's opinion personal viewpoint? <laughs> Listen, we, we've avoided talking about the elephant in the room, abortion this entire episode and we're going to talk about it after the credits to give everybody an opportunity if you want to hear two idiots talk about things that we know very little about and are frankly probably part of the problem. Hang out after after the outro. But with that, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Find more of us on our socials, and we'll see you next week. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. So I, I think the vast majority of people that listen to this show probably know where our stance is. We've gotten to the point where we have, you know, we have entire sides of the aisle that don't care about other people's feelings. And so I think everybody whose feelings are on display are valid, but it's all going to come down to reality. And the reality of the situation is that uh, the law will soon be changing if things remain status quo from this leaked memo. How do you think people are going to react? Because I think it's more of a worthy use of our time to try and come up with ideas on how we can be supportive, how we can find ways to come up with solutions to what is clearly going to be a problem. Scott and I finished recording last week's episode. And less than an hour after recording, Scott sends me the leaked memo and says, well, we missed that. I thought for a brief second we should have like this initial like uber reaction like oh my gosh but it probably wouldn't have been great for the show or for either of us i might have a harsh opinion here but harsher than (laughs) harsher than the one that's about to come out i don't think that the definition of pro-life is a real thing i think it's a facade for you saying pro-control we want to control this moment of another person's body because Scott, you interested in feet? Guess what? You don't have to answer that question because that's your privacy. I shouldn't know that. I shouldn't know the things that you do in your own home. And this is an example to me of somebody who says, I want more control over somebody else. Because if you were truly definitively pro-life, then we wouldn't have things like being able to pull the plug on somebody who is a vegetable, right? Like that just wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. So like the argument just doesn't hold true in so many ways. And the scary part is that it really reminds me of 
looking at like 1970s photos and videos of Iran. Oh yeah, yeah. I know exactly what Incredible you freedoms, people like all types of people coming together to create beautiful communities and it's such a rich history. And all of that went away because of ultra conservatives who got in office and started putting more and more and more control on frankly women and now you see iran where it's at today yeah i mean (laughs) i'm glad you brought that up because the united states messed that one up too (laughs) if we're being Mm -hmm. honest (laughs) to me it it breaks down to what is the government supposed to do for its citizens and at the state level versus the federal level how is the government supposed to work for the people is it supposed to work for the many or is it supposed to work for the few? Right now we have an elective process where the many elect one person to be their representative in certain situations. And the leader, the highest person in the land, the president, he doesn't make the laws. No. The, the two or three people that the entire state of millions of people send, send to Washington, they're the ones that get to vote. I think that system is broken. It doesn't make sense these days. I think we need to change that because it doesn't accurately represent the popular vote. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. We're still in a situation where, yeah, I don't think the Republican, conservative, whatever you want to title it these days, the right side of the aisle, calls himself pro-life anymore. I think that's a remnant. It's a bygone of a different era. They don't really label themselves anything other than conservative and at what level of conservative they might consider themselves to be. But it is, it is something where the majority no longer has control, and it is the few. And we see it time and time again. And, and that's the most like, disheartening thing for me because I feel helpless, and I know there's literally millions of other people who feel the same way. So we know this is coming. We know that unless one of the justices has a change of heart or the chief justice says like this is trash rewrite this in a or different somehow way. the senate and the house can codify <sighs> laws which beforehand which i mean i wouldn't bet any money on that so that's a worse bet than vote than putting a bet on that horse that won it's it's worse than 80 to 1 what i'm trying to wrap my head around is okay let's say this thing becomes It gets handed off to the states, right? Overturned. How do you come up with a case that can defend what Roe v. Wade, Casey, you know, these cases, they got overturned because of weak language. That's what people are going to say. Like, Alito was able to find language that was in partnership with all these conservative justices, weak enough for him to write uh, a dissent or, uh, you know, get it overturned. I don't know, even know the right uh, terminology. Uh, in, because we're idiots. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have a buddy from high school who is a lawyer. And I, today preparing for this episode, like I listened to his, his stream and kind of like what he was talking about. And he, uh, he leans conservative. So, you know, I was just wanting, wanting to see like kind of like what his interpretation of it was. And it's just terrifying to think that when it comes to the law of the land, that side of the aisle seems to be smarter than the left. John Oliver said it incredibly well this week that 
there have been years, decades, where the Republican Party has rallied together to say that they are going to vote for the the person who is going to move their party forward. They've fallen on party lines so well that you're now seeing the outcome of this. Mm -hmm. And I have a fundamental problem with that. Not because of how successful they are. It's in many ways, they saw a system, they saw a game and they figured out a way to min max the system, right? Like you can't be upset at the sweatiest call of duty players. You can't be upset at the person who plays Catan in a way that is really obnoxious because they know how to play the game. Yeah. And they look the problem, like you said, as a game. And so they just focused on winning the game. They didn't focus on any of the players on the board. They didn't focus on any of the players, you know, across from them, sitting across from them. They didn't care about that. They just wanted to win. Yeah. But the problem is that it's not a fucking game. It's life. It's people's actual lives. And I think that so many people right now in in the news are saying we have a constitution for a reason we need to abide by that it didn't exist in the constitution originally so therefore we have things to stand on well there's 33 amendments to the constitution which is proof enough that it doesn't co- it didn't come out perfect yeah things need to change and it's damn well time enough that people actually did the work to be put in to make changes because people are going to die because of this. So right now the uh, the NHL is having its hockey playoffs. And usually... Go wild. Yeah, yeah. Usually before the playoffs, what do teams like to do, Willie? Get drunk, have sex with their wives. <laughs> Accurate, uh, because they don't probably <laughs> during the, the rest of the playoffs. Anyway, no, usually there's a, a trade deadline. So what they'll do is if they know they're going into the playoffs, they're going to shore up the team with whatever holes they need to have filled. So right, if you're a really fast scoring team and your defense is okay, you're going to go get some bruisers. You're going to get some people that are going to defend your scorers. And so what I want to know is where are the bruisers for the opposite side? Because really when it comes down to it, my political views are like I'm for human beings and like situations, context, all of that matters when it comes to me making decisions in politics. If we're going to have people on one side of the aisle that are just so strong and so good, it's, it's no fun anymore. You know, I don't like seeing teams win by a hundred runs. I want to see competition and everybody in the business community knows that the more competition there is, the better. So, and I don't want to wait for all of them to die. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that takes too long. We got our AOCs and the squad, so on, so so on and so forth, but they don't seem like the ones that know how to play dirty within the margins, right? Oh, they know how to talk dirty. Yeah. But there's a difference between that and people who know the intricacies of being able to actually get shit done. Yeah, so why 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 is it all on one side? Where's the other side? Where have they been since Roe v. Wade first came out? I mean, one of the one of the things that my lawyer friend said was even RBG said that the language in Roe v. Wade or Casey, one of the two, was weak and that it wasn't a very strong case. And that given the right conditions, here we are today. It's a slippery slope. At a certain point, we're going to need to wrap this up. 
But there's going to be people that comment and say, why do we need to stoop to their level? Why do we need to get bruisers in the first place? And that's a really valid question because at a certain point you want this game of life to be played with dignity and grace and respect of other human beings. I think in order for us to get there, certain aspects of the competition need to be destroyed. I'm not talking about life. This is an analogy, but something needs to break. And regardless, I think, Scott, you and I, in many ways, choose to not fall on one political spectrum and instead say, what is the right choice in this moment to protect humanity, right? Like, I'll vote whatever way that means. All I'm saying is that if you vote in a way that takes control away from a human being, just remember, you are also a human being and you are voting your literal body autonomy away. You're opening that gate to full control from whoever's in power. And I'll tell you motherfuckers one time, if you're not in the Oval Office, if you're not in Washington, D.C., if you're not a billionaire, you're not in power. You can, you know, you can hang the banner, you can hang the flag, whatever you want to support whoever you want, but you are just fodder for their cannons. And they love shooting their load on you. Mm -hmm.